Good evening and welcome to Anyone Matters with me, Steve Ray. Thursday night means I'm joined by Gibbo and Supermac and it's a rare event. I'm not at a game. Um, I didn't have uh, the uh, chance to, to get tickets for this one only because I couldn't go to the original game and all the tickets, of course, were sold out. Um, okay. With us going down to Chelsea on Sunday, I've got to be honest, too close together. Um, my mum's still in hospital. I thought I'll give this one a miss. I'll sit at home and uh, try and... Uh, uh, put up with Twitter and um, see whether I can get some kind of stream to watch it. So, uh, here I am. I can do the show, which is fantastic. And um, I've got to be honest, my ears have been ringing this week, John, just with a whinging again from uh, Ralph Hassenhuttle. Dear. Oh, dear me. It was, it... In, it was bad enough in January, but uh, he's going on again at his press conference. And um, we've got a good team now and they've improved. And, you know, just he's just a whinger, isn't he? Twists on 21, that guy. Yeah, and, and he's even suggesting that the players that signed after January 2nd through the window shouldn't play tonight. Exactly. It's, it's utterly it's ridiculous because what's the point of having the window if if you're not going to look to improve your side, for heaven's sake? Do you think it's uh, got something to do, Malcolm, with the fact that they didn't manage to buy anybody in January? Well, th yes, that and fear, John. Yes. <laughs> no, it's a nonsense. I hope uh, he gets his backside tight well, yeah. and then he can, he's got something to yeah, mourn about they, after the game. They're coming off the back of having had their backside yeah, well and truly are. turned. Yeah, interesting stuff. I'm that's sure we'll uh, look ahead to tonight's game and look ahead to Sunday's game as well uh, during the uh, the course of the programme. And we'll also dip into the chat to see what people are wanting to talk about. Big news today, of course, um, is that Roman Abramovich's money has been frozen, John. Um, yeah. All his assets have been frozen, which means that Chelsea Football Club have got real problems. Oh, massive, massive problems. Uh, I mean, you know, they've... they've being the European champions, the world club champions, and then their fans are now wondering when the next trophy is going to come along because of all the restrictions. Um, thankfully, as you know, Steve, because you're gone, thankfully it doesn't affect the Newcastle fans at all for Sunday because while they can't sell any more tickets for matches in the future to their own fans that aren't season ticket holders, or for away fans, it doesn't affect Sunday because all the tickets sold prior to this um, these sanctions today are valid. And, of course, all the Newcastle United tickets were sold prior to today. Uh, so it doesn't affect our gate. But for their fans, the, the uncertainty, I mean, you can't go to the games unless you're a season ticket holder for the rest of the season. Uh, sponsors are beginning to pull out as we talk or suspend the sponsorship while these sanctions are on. They can't buy or sell any players once the transfer market opens again unless they can't technically sell the club. But of course they can because there's a, there's a way around it whereby as long as Abramovich doesn't uh, receive any monetary gain from the sale, then the sale can go ahead. But he isn't allowed to put any money in his pocket, mm. as Ashley did, of course, under this, naturally. Uh, he, he's not allowed to do that. So if you're a Chelsea fan playing at Norwich tonight and then the first home game of this new, this new setup is ours on Sunday, the uncertainty is absolutely huge. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's unprecedented and, and, times for Chelsea, isn't it? This oh, and, uh, yeah. should, and should the conflict um, go on to the beginning of next season, am I to presume then that Chelsea can't sell season tickets for next season? Oh, they can't. If the situation, while the situation, Malcolm, is as it is now, they cannot sell anything. Tickets right. for games, and buy so, anybody, sell so anybody, if it, if, because if that's the, a financial gain. Right, if this war continues, or then if we Chelsea will play behind sanctions. closed doors. If, if, you know, or, or they continue with the sanctions, um, 
you know, mm. after the war, if he yes. won yeah. the war, in quotes, then, oh, I mean, the, the implications are absolutely ginormous for Chelsea themselves because yeah. they, they, the club shops are already closed on the ground. They can't sell any merchandise, etc., yeah. etc. Et so it is absolutely massive for, for Chelsea. It's unprecedented in English football at all, ever. Um, luckily for Newcastle fans, because my first worry this morning, Steve, was for 30 seconds, was, you know, we have been stuck with a game on the South Coast tonight at an ungodly hour, Thursday night, for fans getting home from the game, etc. And our away support is so vital to the team because they have been rawing us on to getting two away wins in a in a good draw in the last three fixtures. So we need the support tonight and we need it on Sunday. But luckily we've still got it on Sunday. So that's interesting. But it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction of the Chelsea players is to this situation. Mm. Do they stack the hand? Because they say, look, we've won the European, we've won the world, we're not going to win the Premier League title this season. Half of them, Malcolm, half of them will be able to get free transfers in the summer because they're not allowed to negotiate um, new contracts. Anybody out of of contract can leave the club for free. Yeah, and and they can't now negotiate a new contract to keep them, Steve. You know, if, if you haven't signed a new contract now and your contract is up at the end of the season... You go for nothing. So there's going to be vultures, homing mm. and rich pickings to perhaps have it at Stamford Bridge in the um, in the summer. It, it is a phenomenal state, but thank goodness, not our problem. We've had enough problems. Let's concentrate on Newcastle United, and we aren't hit by this. Uh, apart from being part of what may be a strange atmosphere. I mean. It might be a strange atmosphere on the home terracing. Our terracing will be full and very boisterous on Sunday. But, you know, the home the home situation mm. might be different. We have a habit, Steve, of, of going into these matches at London where there's already been something of a crisis. Yeah. First, we went to West Ham when Zuma was kicking the cat. Then we went to Brentford when Ericsson was making a hugely emotional comeback to football after almost dying. And now we're going back to London for a third match in the public eye. The first match at home for Chelsea after the Bramadish sanctions. So it's been an incredible time, really. Mm. Yeah, certainly has. Uh, we'll watch that with interest to see what happens. Uh, the, uh, the the news coming out of Stamford Bridge, of course, is that obviously tickets that anyone has bought are valid and uh, there will be some refreshments available when we're, there, when we're down there. So people won't be uh, uh, worried about having a drink, etc. You will get one, but there's just various sanctions which will uh, which will affect Chelsea massively. And um, yeah, interesting to see how that all pans out. We did touch on this certain person last week. Uh, Gordon Lee uh, often comes up in conversation on this show because of the fact that John covered him as a journalist. Malcolm, of course, uh, you know, played for him at Newcastle United. And uh, at 87 years of age, uh, Gordon Lee did pass away. And uh, the last time he was in the North East, I have, kept, I have mentioned this on numerous occasions on the show, was uh, a dinner that we did uh, up at the uh, Lancastrian Suite. We've done many, many up there. And uh, Jack Charlton, Keith Bergenshaw, uh, Joe Kinnear, uh, Ian McFall uh, were all at that dinner, along with... Sitting on my left-hand side there, Gordon Lee. So uh, there is the picture from that uh, that event. Actually, in my hand there are those three FA Cup final medals that were on the Antiques Roadshow a couple of weeks ago, which have been valued at uh, quite a lot of money. Uh, £15,000, I think, was the uh, the total. But uh, yeah, Gordon Lee, John. Um, we know that yeah. we know that we know that he left a, a sour taste in the mouth with uh, a lot of Newcastle fans. But like I said to you on the show before, he. He ultimately stood by his ground. What I what I was impressed about that night was that it would have been very easy for him to come in and say, I was wrong and hold his hands up. I guess he couldn't fault the guy. At least he, he stood by his principles, even if we all did think they were wrong. And I mean, that's that's all I could really say about him, you know? I mean, he, he was a hugely... I mean, I think it's totally fair to say he was a hugely controversial 
figure Newcastle United because if you want to look at it from Gordon's point of view and give him pluses, you can say he was only here less than two years and he got Newcastle to the League Cup final and the fifth top finish. Although that was confirmed after he did, after he departed under Richard Dennis, it was his team and they, the thing just rolled on. So that was a success. On the other side, to Newcastle United fans of a certain age, i.e. fans of that time, to sell a legendary centre-forward and his supermac and his greatest goal-maker, Terry Hibbert, and then not stick around to see the job through. If you're going to make controversial decisions like that because you feel you're right, I feel you're obligated to see in the job through improving yourself right but to them, couldn't agree more, John. To having got rid of those people and then deserted us, the fans, and not and got rid of the people that we adored was was hugely controversial and and very very difficult uh, at the time, and um, therefore he has remained. Uh, and of course, he's without going into too much depth and with total respect to the man that has passed away and, and, and did produce some good results. He produced a, uh, a, a split dressing room as well uh, because there was the Harvey faction of the dressing room because Gordon replaced Joe, well-loved, trophies won, no relegations, and there was his faction of, of great players, and there was the new regime of Dowling and Nulty and other players who were very poorly. So it was a very, very controversial time. And what made it worse when Gordon decided to up sticks and go to Everton, having sold our best two players, uh, was that he left us with his number two, who I wish he'd taken with him to Everton which is Dickie Dennis, who proceeded in the next season to manage to lose 10 league games on the trot, uh, losing the League Cup to somebody like Millwall at our place and get us knocked out of the UEFA Cup, the, the uh, we qualified for Europe, managed to do all that in the shortest space of time possible and then got inevitably got sacked. So it was a and there was uh, player uprisings. At the time. It was a very, very controversial time. Um, and he certainly was here only a short time and made a major impact. Can I leave it like that? Yeah, but on arrival, John, he he actually sought to to create a war with certain players. Myself, Terry Hibbett, Paddy Howard to a degree. Um, yeah. But Terry Hibbett, the way that he was with regards to Terry Hibbett um, in front of his face and, 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 and behind his back, he was absolutely outrageous. Um, and, I, uh, and I finished up not, not despising the man um, for what he did to me. It was for what he did to Terry Hibbett. Uh, and I... I and what he did was just absolutely unforgivable. And uh, I, I, and Terry wasn't a, he wasn't somebody to be shaken. You know, his, his his mouth was working too too much to ever really be shaken. But Gordon Lee shook him and uh, and left him somewhat broken um, by the way that he was treated. And I, I and I thought that was absolutely wrong. Football managers should not, must not behave in that fashion to players. Yeah, fair play. Uh, rest in peace, Gordon. And um, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, as you say, a divisive figure in on Tyneside. You've mm. heard why from Malcolm, and uh, yeah, he, he had a good innings. I think that's all we can really say on here. Lots of people putting predictions in for tonight. We will come to tonight's game, and uh, of course, should have the team news on before we finish. So uh, that will be uh, something a little bit different for tonight's game. Let's just look back at last weekend, John, and um, yeah, another win. The unbeaten run going, and yeah. we beat the hoodoo at home against Brighton. Yeah, that, that I mean, that was the huge thing. 
we'd played something like nine, ten games against Brighton in the Premier League, never beaten them. They'd come up here four times in the Premier League and got two wins and two draws. They were our jinx club. And let us be brutally truthful, we didn't play anywhere near as well as we have played recently. Uh, when you think of the games that just gone before, I was sitting next to Malcolm in the in the press box at Brighton, and it, Newcastle were unrecognisable from the team that they had been, in as much as their passing was so slipshod. We we oh, under no pressure, under no pressure, we give the ball away repeatedly. But the staggering thing was that. We were played off the park in the first quarter of an hour and were 2-0 up, um, which which was justified logic. But it was wonderful because what it did was it settled the crowd down. If the crowd got agitated after that by sloppy passing and you could hear the moans, they quickly thought, but wait a minute, we're 2-0 up. Let's keep going and they try to get behind the team, etc. Now, what and throughout the game, I mean... Brighton were pretty, but not pretty effective. <laughs> they were just pretty. Mm. Um, and that's not good enough, and they've suffered from that in the past. In the past, guys, I think we would have lost that game. If we played that game under Steve Bruce, I think we would have lost. We'll Without a shadow of a doubt, John, couldn't the, agree more. The panic would have set in after they were gifted a goal back, which they were. The Broncos ball all day long, didn't get to it. Free header inside the six-yard box. We would have panicked in that situation in the past, stacked our hand and got beaten. It says an awful lot about this team that when they're not playing well, they can still grind out an ugly result. They can still have the desire, the camaraderie amongst themselves, not to stack the hand and to get another result and in its own way i got reassurance that we actually won a match where we didn't play well because the other qualities came to the fore and certain players did step up to the mark i felt and dragged those that were struggling through and i'm thinking of players like dan Byrne. i'm thinking of ryan fraser and i'm thinking of joe linton they stepped mm. up to the plate and did terrifically well under the circumstances and dragged the other the others along with them. And and also one other who who I thought played ever so well, and that was Kraft. I thought he had a, a, a really good game, one of his best. And yet he had he um he had just found out um that uh, that there were seven players to be released at the end of this season and he was going to be one of them and, he's going to and, be I, and I thought his reaction was was really the the professional um reaction to make because he knows he's now looking to impress another club to come in and sign him um in the summer and uh well, well he, he was I, Newcastle's third yeah, yeah, there, back, there will be he? people wanting him just on that performance against Brighton mm. Mm. Yeah, Let's no doubt about it. What did but, you make? What did you make of last week's game, the Mal? I mean, it was a hard-earned victory, wasn't it? Well, yes, it was hard-earned. Um, not, not so much um, by the cause of Brighton, but um, by the by the complete miscontrol, mispassing of Newcastle. They 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 just kept giving the ball away. They just kept giving it to Brighton, and. Uh, and, and Brighton really weren't that good enough um, in the final third to make something of it. They they looked very pretty um, in the back third and the, and the middle third, but once that once they were getting around the penalty area, they, there was there was no real threat to them at all. It was only once the subs came on that they did then show a threat, and 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 of course one of them scored. Um, uh, and I, ah, I, it was just one of those. I, 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 if I, if I, if if my hair was long enough to to pull, I'd be, I would have been pulling it out on the day because um, it, even even Shelby, Shelby, who 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 
is is, is a, a master of, of of passing the ball even he uh just kept giving it away little 10-yard balls inaccurate straight to a brighton player um uh, and and there was no way in which Newcastle they could get their confidence um, up because they just kept giving the ball away all of the time. Um, why? Heaven only knows. I found it a bit of a mystery. And afterwards, I, um, I was driving home and I was thinking, well, well, come on, what what was the reason for for Newcastle? Um, you know, because in previous games they their possession had, had in, in, increased hugely um, and they were over 50%, which they hadn't achieved um, uh, uh, um, beforehand. Interesting. Or interesting. Yeah, uh, and and here they were, only I think it was 29% against Brighton and Brighton had, uh, um, had 71%. Um, the interesting so thing, Malcolm, was that our midfield three, which had hit such a high standard in previous weeks, Joe Linton, Shelby and Willick. Mm. I thought Joe Linton was bang on blob, but I thought yes. the other two lads were a step beneath what they had yes. done previously. Yeah. Both of them dipped in, in the form and, and Joe Linton pulled a lot, uh, a lot of through in that midfield because this wasn't the Willick that we'd seen recently and certainly wasn't Shelby. And I mean, Shelby went on and issued an apology to fans afterwards, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Sort of saying, mm -hmm. I wasn't up to, to speed, sorry about that, etc., etc. Well, yes, and for so many to be so off form, yeah. um, it does beg the question, why? <laughs> what? I reckon, I reckon as well, Malcolm, though, Unless you're top-notch, unless you're Liverpool or Manchester City, you're going to hit, if, if, if everything's based on team spirit, hard work, closing down, there's going to be days when it doesn't happen for you. Mm -hmm. Now, it didn't happen for us because you can't keep the standard up simultaneously, all of you, all the time. And I feel the same thing happened to Southampton at Aston Villa. They'd, they'd been seven games unbeaten when they went to Villa. If you remember, guys, we were talking on here last week about their manager which is in competition with Eddie Howe for manager of the month. Yeah. The, yeah. the difference was when Newcastle hit the dip, they pulled through. When they dropped that 5% beneath what they normally are, Southampton, they got cost because right. now, unless you're good enough, unless you're a Manchester City or you're a Liverpool, you cannot, if you let your standards drop or one or two people's mm. standards drop, you can't get cost. Southampton were cost. We weren't. But it could have happened and Southampton will be looking to get back to those standards that produced a seven-match unbeaten run when the players tonight. Sure. Yeah. And uh, mine, we, uh, we have to say well done to Eddie Howe for, for, for getting the, the, the manager of the month. And Shelby got the player of the month, didn't he? If no, he, no, it was uh, it was Fraser that was in for player of the oh, month. Oh, Fraser. Fraser was in for it. That's right. Um, yeah, well, well done to them. But, yeah, well um, done. Well done. Yeah. Uh, John, any, any info on this? Doug Hall's asking, have you got any news about the Premier League's profit and sustainability rules concerning Everton's third-year losses? Because mm. the rumour that was, well, the rumour that was circulating yesterday was there could be some points deducted uh, for yes. the square rule Everton. Yes. Uh, oh, I mean, they, they must be twitching like a fried egg, Everton. Mm. And uh, not just at the thoughts of us coming up on uh, next week, on Thursday of next week, but because of that, I mean, they are awful, aren't they? I mean, they could well lose points because weren't we all staggered before Rafa went there? Weren't we all staggered about the amount of money that they had spent to sign Dross? Mm -hmm. they, they, they got somebody in and they just disregarded the, the rules completely and just went like confetti, throwing money all over the place. 
signed a load of players over the odds and it all went pear-shaped and not only are they in danger of losing uh, points and it is a genuine situation that they could do so they might scramble out of that but they could go down under their own steam they're playing mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. badly Lampard has made no difference Lampard went out which was surprising and he signed two players who looked quality as if you were looking to take them into the top seven Van de Beek from from Manchester United mm -hmm. Yeah, Van der Beek has only proved to me why he didn't get a game at Manchester United since he went to Everton mm. because he's done nothing. And Deli Alley in a poor Everton side can't get a start. So, how have those two signings looked? They've looked poor. Um, Don't forget, uh, Donny Van der Beek went to Everton because he didn't want to be involved in a relegation battle, John. Yeah, what a shame, isn't it? Eh? What a shame. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if he's woken up and realised he is involved in one now. Because mm. what well, he is, and if we put the bait up next Thursday, they're in the deepest of clots. Um, and I tell you, on their way form alone, I think they've lost. Forget the FA Cup where they've had some nice draws and they've stayed in it. That is not important to them now because they sure ain't going to win the FA Cup, Everton. And it might get in the road of what they're trying to do in the league. I think Lampard's, I'm not blaming Lampard, by the way, because the real the real trouble lies in the boardroom there with the mismanagement there's been. But Frank has gone in there to, to put things right, and I think he's lost four out of five. He's the, only, the only one that wasn't lost was when they beat Leeds. Um, but they're struggling, and away from home, they're beginning to look a little bit like Leeds did before the change of manager. You know, they're getting mm -hmm. five by Spurs, and we know they can be good up top, but they can also be very iffy. Um, and Everton are in big trouble, but let's talk about that next midweek when uh, when we're about to play Everton. Yeah, okay. Big shout out to our sponsors, as always Spider VPN for all your internet security. Google Spider VPN, they come up at the top of the search list. Uh, they are the boys to trust uh, with your internet protection thanks also to skipsandbins.com telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com website www.skipsandbins.com easy contract free and pays you go waste collection thanks also to lng family funeral directors 01913897245 and garden of healing dispensary cbd hemp and cannabinoid specialists www.gohd.com thanks also to arcot interiors you can find them on heaton road uh, and you can also Google them. They come up at the top of the search list too for all your kitchen necessities. Thanks also to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle. Thanks also to Kleekai. Meet the new game over screen, dropping to a Klee Run device near you. You can also get them on Apple Store, Google Play, and a Klee Run game. Thanks to Jab Signature and thanks to Media Arts for all our video work. If you want to subscribe to the channel, then you can hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and subscribe for free. We do seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share, share to your social media, and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. We're also available as a podcast. That goes up usually 24 hours after the show on iTunes, Spotify, and the rest. And uh, don't forget, uh, we've got a big event coming up with Malcolm and Gibbo. Uh, and Young Holly at Marlborough Social Club, Saturday the 9th of April, 12 noon. Uh, tickets are £10 from newcastlelegends.com. And this is going to be a fundraiser for the people of Ukraine. So if you would like to support the people of Ukraine, what better way to do it than buy a ticket for this event and come along and uh, have a, an afternoon of entertainment uh, with us guys and raise a little bit of money for charity as well. Be good to see as many people along there as possible. Uh, don't forget as well, the Food Bank T-shirt is uh, one more day to go. Get yourself onto my Twitter at Steve Rafe and uh, make a bid for this shirt. It's currently at £150. All proceeds go to Newcastle West End Food Bank, of course, which we support uh, weekly, uh, daily on this show. And uh, with there being no match for a few weeks, please go to the website, nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk, and drop some money into the virtual match day bucket. All proceeds, once again, go to the food bank. And uh, last chance to get tickets as well, 
to enter uh, into the raffle for two tickets for the Alan Shearer dinner, which is at St. James's Park, uh, the 260 dinner. Uh, go to nufcmatters.com and buy your tickets today. We will draw that just before the close of play on the Three Amigos show uh, tomorrow night. Don't forget, I am doing a live tonight. Uh, one of the true crime interviews that I do with a guy called uh, Cookie. Uh, that will be at 8 o'clock tonight, telling us tales of the West End of Newcastle. So it should be a, an interesting chat, that one. Looking forward to, to having him on. Now, I did get a tweet this week from Kenny Ranson, who's one of our weekly, uh, one of our daily viewers. Sorry, yeah, he's been with us all the way through. He's a cult member. And he said, Malcolm, it's good to see your lasses using little messages to let people know about your toilet mishaps. All in good fun, I might add, he says. <laughs> Number one dribbler, Mal. Yes. Um, my, um, my my daughter, my youngest daughter, she bought me that. Uh, and I, I said, oh, it's a real compliment. She said, no, Dad, it's not. <laughs> Brilliant. So, <laughs> yes. Um, and then I... It dawned on me, of course, um, just what she was going on about. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Cheeky That's what happens. There she is. Yeah, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, that was done in good spirits, mate. Well done, mate. Yes. But, uh, good, good, good spot. That nothing wrong with his eyesight. Absolutely. Uh, it, has to, it has to be said. Okay, well, we've got we've got two games to look forward to, obviously, which we'll come to in the next uh, ten minutes or so. But we'll have got a couple of questions. Tom Dixon says, "Question for Malcolm and John: If Eddie." Uh, how makes changes tonight? Do you think what do you think he will change? Well, he's got a big he's got a big schedule, John, hasn't he? And and, and this is where we're going to see a little bit of squad rotation. And in, in his interview yesterday, in in the press conference, he alluded to the fact that you know things would have to change. And and you know why why not? You know we've got good players in in mm. in reserve. We've got Bruno Chomping at the bit to come on. He's looked very impressive when he has come on. Um, I think we will see one or two changes. The interesting thing is we should be able to announce the team shortly, um, Steve, because I think it's released at half past six, an mm -hmm. hour before the kickoff, which is half past seven. Uh, so we'll know the team very, very shortly, and hopefully, Steve, you will have access to it where you are to, to let us know. OK, well, here we are. We've got it. Um, we're, 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 well, it's coming. It is trickling through. So uh, perfect timing. Bruno is starting tonight. We're still waiting yeah, for the full team. Yeah, ASM is not involved, oh, and Joe, Joe, Linton, Joe Linton is also missing. We're just waiting for the actual team to come through from Lee mm -hmm. Ryder. He's what he's doing is he's putting tweets out with information, uh, you know, with people who are playing, etc. Okay, Linton's Ada, Ada straight in here. Newcastle team: Debravka, Kraft, Shaw, Byrne, Target, Shelby, Willock, Bruno, Murphy, Fraser, and Wood. So Joe Linton is out. So clearly carrying a little bit of a either a knock or maybe it's a little bit of a lethargic reaction. Yeah. But he's, um, he's not getting rested. He's not getting rested. No, no not at all, John. He wouldn't have rested him because he was the best of the three yeah. in midfield the last game. And he's loved by Eddie. There's something wrong there physically. Uh, it's let Bruno in. That's good. Uh, I didn't expect... Some maximum to start from what Eddie was saying, but he's not. I presume from what you've got, you may not have had the bench, Steve. Um, but ESM is not on the bench. We're still waiting for the. We're still waiting for the bench. Uh, this here's the subs now: Darlow, Dummett, Lascelles, Richie, Manquillo, Almiron, Gale, Longstaff, and De Bowl. Yeah, so the, the, there's no. Um, yeah, so there's the one change in the team, which is. Bruno for Joe Linton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the team again, Dubravka, Kraft, Byrne, Shaw, Target, Bruno, Willock, Shelby, Murphy, Wood, Fraser. And on the bench, Darlow, Dummett, Lascelles, Richie, Manquillo, Almiron, Gale, Longstaff and De Ball. So what no AS, no ASM, Mal. No. What I, what I think Newcastle are going to do is they're going to play for obviously four at the back, but then they're going to play two uh, with three in, in front of them uh, um, in, in the midfield. And, uh, and and Shelby and Bruno look to make that uh, uh, sort of deep-lying partnership. Um, it'll Yeah, it'll be interesting. And, and if, if anybody's going to get forward um, I, I, from there, it would be Bruno, I think. 
Um, it, it's I, there, there was a, um, there, there was a huge uh, piece by um, Eddie Howe defending Wood and uh, and saying how how well he's doing. People might not realise it and what have you. Um, and I've got to say, I'm sorry, but for once, I disagree with um, with what Eddie Howe is saying. I know he's trying to boost um, the uh, the player up, boost his confidence, and what have you. But uh, I, I, it just worries me when when um, when you go overboard in your praise of somebody when they're ha actually having a bad time. That um, that it, it, it could go to their head and, and, and he could think, oh, I'm doing all right then. Well, no, you're not, pal. You're not at all. You're far from it. Um, I, I've got to be honest. I'm, I'm just chuckling away here because on Twitter, whilst I was looking for the team, I did stumble across a photo, which, you know, there's a bit of banter between our two owners, uh, Mia Dad and Jamie Rubin. Um, he's put a tweet up saying, uh, Jamie Rubin, you'll never leave me. Um, you think they could have afforded the, another seat for poor Jamie? He's having to sit on the end there. <laughs> in fact, the man does have to hang on to him so he doesn't fall yeah. off. <laughs> Honestly, the uh, the humour between them two is absolutely brilliant on there um, on on social media. It's absolutely hilarious. They're always having a bit of banter, and um, yeah, it, it is good to see. It keeps the mm -hmm. spirits up amongst their fans on there. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, look, it, John, it's 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 a good it's a good team anyway. I think it's a good you know there is a big change in there. What do we expect to see from Bruno? Well, it's interesting. The problem has been solved for Eddie, and good luck to him on that, by Joe Linton not being available, because he had to try to get Bruno on the team before the fellow went like a pint of milk on the doorstep in the sunshine and turned all sour. I mean, he had, he had to get him in the team because he hasn't started in, what, four games, five games, uh, and that's happened tonight. Um under normal circumstances, with everybody fit, I would have preferred it not to be Joe Linton who went out. Uh, but having said that, I don't think Bruno coming in is going to weaken the team significantly because he's a good, good player. Yes, the physicality of Joe Linton will be missed, but Bruno will do a job in there. He had to come in the side. It is a good team on paper. The rest of the team, with Murphy in it, has done well and got results. I'm more than happy to um, stick my colours on those 11 tonight and see what comes out of it. Um, I had a feeling that uh, Bruno was under any circumstances, regardless of Joe Linton's injury or illness, would have started either this game or Chelsea. It'll be interesting to see what happens at Chelsea. Uh, Sam Maximum probably wouldn't be fit enough to start then either you might make the bench uh will joe linton be involved at chelsea let's get this game out the way to start with but i mm. don't think the team is is weakened greatly um although i would have loved to have seen perhaps bruno joe linton and willick in as the midfield three and the only reason i say willick ahead of shelby is because when you're playing the way Newcastle are with a centre forward that's not scoring goals, you can't afford to take Willock out of the side, who is a goal threat. We need the goal threat of Willock if you're not getting goals yes. from elsewhere, and especially at centre forward. So we do need that. Um, I'm happy enough with that team, and um, I've just got a feeling that we will not lose. Okay, well, go on. Well, let's let's have a prediction for this game then. How do you think yeah. we're going to be? How do you think we're going to do tonight? Well, I, to finish what I was saying before you two lads come in, um, we are unbeaten in eight. It's the longest run in the Premier League, by the way. It's the longest going unbeaten run in the Premier League is Newcastle United, and um, can we continue? Really? It's the start of four games, which are hugely going to test us in terms of staying unbeaten because all four are away and not against three not against poor opposition in southampton uh chelsea in spurs everything's a different ball game but we're right at the start of that and i think 
I'm praying for a win, but I think we'll draw. Uh, and I would take it, I would almost take a draw now as kickoff approaches because it keeps the unbeaten run going, etc. etc. Mm. And I don't want to start a four match away run with a defeat. So I think I would actually take the draw, but that's my prophecy is it we, we'll get a point tonight and the unbeaten run, therefore, will continue. Yeah. Uh, Joe Linton's picked up a hamstring injury. Uh, thanks to Julie uh, Julie Baker for sending this over. Um, Newcastle World understands the 25-year-old has picked up a slight hamstring tweak. It's a blow for United with Joe Linton becoming an unlikely midfield general since how arrived. Uh, the good news, of course, is Newcastle fans will see Bruno. So there we go. That is the uh, the news on that. Mal, how do you see the game going tonight? Well, yeah, I think it's... Um going to be interesting to, to see with Bruno in there with Shelby whether they can um whether they can from the beginning dominate midfield um and if if they can then then they're going to give Southampton a lot of problems um Ward Prowse is in there by the way Ward Prowse is in yes there. he's good <laughs> yeah yeah he, he, he can cause trouble um uh can Ward Prowse um but um yeah yeah, I, that even even though with Wood not scoring, that there there is still a good strike rate, I think, from um, from Newcastle because um, Fra Fraser's starting to to get into the box an awful lot more, and and of course he scored in the in the last game. Um, Murphy, it was that actually made it for Fraser with his with his shot against the post, um, and so. Um, there's, there's Murphy is always going to be a goal threat, that's for sure. And um, uh, uh, and we know that Willock will always keep getting into the box. That's great, and it's going to be interesting to see that attacking three of, of, of midfield, how they're supported, and and the creation that comes from the two midfielders behind them. Now, how is Shelby? Um, and Bruno going to dovetail together. Uh, I'm, I am really looking forward to seeing how that works. And of course, what I think that we've already learned about, um, about Eddie Howe is that he gets his players nicely organised. He, he, he works hard at getting them to, uh, to dovetail with each other. And, uh, and, and from that, we, we're seeing... Um, players improving all of the time, um, and, and and that's at, at the back um, at, as well as in the middle. And um, it would it would be good for Newcastle to 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 in, keep hold of possession. Don't give it away like they were doing against Brighton, and away because away from home you want you want to deny the. Um, the home side um, of as much possession as you possibly can, and that lowers the the, the opponent's um, performance. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Bruno slots into midfield from the word go, rather than just coming on for the last few minutes. Prediction, uh, big man. Prediction or prediction. I, I, I have a feeling there's going to be goals. Um, I'll take a two-all draw. Two-two draw. Yeah, yeah. I'm going for a draw, lads. I'm going for a draw tonight as well. I think I think our back four will hold up. I think this could be a, a rather entertaining nil-nil draw. Um, oh, good gracious me! I think really? it'll be. I think it'll be. I think it could be end to end with a crossbar on the post getting hit. But I think a nil-nil draw tonight. I think Newcastle's got a good solid back line. I haven't seen too many interesting, exciting nil-nil draws, but I'm prepared for one tonight. I'll take that. I thought the cup final the other week was probably one of the best nil-nils I've seen for a while, and it went it to um, you know Liverpool and Chelsea. I'm expecting something like that mm. tonight. Yeah, but a bit of a bit of woodwork getting hit, but um, yeah, I, I think both both rear guards will, will stand up to the test tonight, and uh, we'll see. Watch watch Southampton on Newcastle score in the first minute to shut us up. What do I <laughs> what do I know? What do I know? Um, and do, do you think that um, Eddie Howe has pinned up that those quotes from Hazenhuddle? 
about the, the players that shouldn't play. He's got to be. He's got to be. He's got to be playing that on loop, hasn't he? On the bus yeah. down and uh, yeah, getting be. the lads saying, "Listen to this. Listen to this." Yeah, Matt Ritchie's on the bench. Jordy Toon for life. Uh, I was happy to see that. Um, still life in the old dog yet. The experienced yeah. head in the dressing room, etc. So uh, yeah, I, I will be. Um, I'll be pleased. Luke Wilson says, "I've just tuned in. What's the crack with Joe Linton? He's got a hamstring injury, mate." Uh, so he's out and Bruno's in. It's the only change to the team. Uh, like we said, we knew this is how you know, we knew how this is how Bruno would get in, either a suspension or um or, or an injury. So sadly it is an injury to Joe Linton. Let's see what uh, let's see what Bruno does. ASM, um again, no answer as to what's happening with ASM. I'm not sure whether he's just gonna rest him for this game and, and bring him back in for the Chelsea game. I'm sure that'll all become evident. Of course, tonight's referee is Kevin Friend, Andre Mariner is on VAR. Uh, let's see what happens tonight. Uh, 7.30 kickoff, 3,330 Geordies down there singing the hearts out for the lads. Should be interesting. And of course, uh, some some fans have chosen uh, will choose to stay down until Sunday. Some will be coming back and making the long trek down to Chelsea on Sunday. Are uh, they course, able to get back tonight, And uh, No, I have to come back tomorrow. Uh, yeah, unless, you've gone down on, unless you've come down on the bus, of course, you'll be able to come back. Mm-hmm. It'll be an yeah. early morning arrival back. Uh, if you've if you've chosen to do that, uh, of course Chelsea, uh, as we talked about, are uh, surrounded with controversy at the minute through no fault of their own, uh, but through the fault of their owner. Mm. And uh, we travel there on Sunday. It is live on television. Uh, it is uh, a two o'clock kickoff at Stamford Bridge, live on Sky Sports. And uh, all 3,000 away tickets have been sold. I will be one of them. Looking forward to being down there and uh, singing singing for the lads. And, uh, yeah, Chelsea play Norwich um, tonight in their rearranged Premier League game. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do uh, tonight. Uh, so we will get a little bit more of an indication of how the teams are going to line up later in the week. The referee is David Coote. It's his third appointment to a Newcastle game this season. Uh, following the 2-0 loss at Villa, a 1-1 draw at Brighton. VAR will be John Brooks. And uh, this is a big test because if we get through tonight's game, lads, let's say we do end up with a point in the bag and a draw and keeping the run going. Um, you would look at the fixtures and say this is the one where we'll probably hit a, hit a brick wall. We're playing Chelsea. We're playing a team which is... Um, you know, you know, always in the in the top echelons of the division. Um, you know, they've just been to a, a cup final. Unfortunately for them, they lost it on a, a fantastic penalty shootout. Mm-hmm. But they've got class in every yeah. single department. They've got a fantastic manager. Um, you would like you, you would like to think Newcastle could get something, but it you know the law of averages would say it is highly unlikely. And just to give you an indication, the last couple of years. Uh, we lost 2-0 last year. The season before that, we lost 1-0. season before that, we lost 2-1. Before that, 3-0 in the FA Cup. Um, it's just loss, 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 loss. Last time we got something down there, and many of you will remember uh, the wonderful goals that uh, CCA scored uh, in 2011-2012. We won 2-0 against the run of play. Uh, we had a pretty good season. Uh, well, pr- pretty good run of games against them then. That was in a period when we we managed to string four results against them back-to-back. Uh, but, yeah, that was the last time we went to Stamford Bridge and won. So, John, yeah, this is a tough test, mate. Under normal circumstances, and they're not normal because of today's uh, news about Abramovich, under normal circumstances, we've got to remember that this manager has come in and they've won the... European, the champions of Europe and the champions of the world club championship. So, I mean, you can't get bigger than that. And under normal circumstances, you would say the Newcastle United run of unbeaten run has got to come to an end sometime. And if we avoid that tonight, which is more than possible, you would inevitably think it would come at Chelsea. The only Difference now is, does what has happened with Abramovich, with the limited crowd they will have on Sunday, because it will not be the capacity, because you can't pay at the turnstiles, you can't go in if you haven't already got tickets. With the attitude of the players, are they going to readily accept this, 
roll their sleeves up and have a siege mentality. Everybody's against us. The famous Ferguson wave down at Man United. Everybody hates us. Everybody's against us. Let's show them. Uh, or are the, the players, some of them, privately going to think, well, it's been a wonderful run. We're European champions. We're world champions. I've got a free transfer at the end of the season. I can make a right few quid and go somewhere else. We don't quite know. We might get an idea after seeing them play tonight. We don't quite know what they're going to carry into the fray on Sunday. Ironic, isn't it? Because we're all with them tonight. We all want them to do great tonight and beat Norwich because we're like our thumb on the top of Norwich and keeping them down where they are. And then we want to beat them on, on uh, Sunday. But under normal circumstances, this would be as tough as it gets. The slight hope we've got is there going to be any bounce back from what's happened today? Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's difficult to talk about a game when we don't know the result of the last game, you know. But uh, yeah, we've got to look. We've got to look at it. And this is sure. an interesting point, Mal. Chris Collins says our last Brazilian purchase found himself as a fan's favourite in midfield, despite being bought as a striker. It says maybe our latest will find himself as a number nine after he bangs in a hat trick tonight. We shall see. <laughs> who, who, uh, whoever thought Newcastle would have two Brazilian midfield players? Yeah, and I know they're not playing together tonight, but they have in previous games at some stage. But two big Brazilians in there who have naturally become very, very big mates since Bruno's joined Newcastle. He's become a very big mate of Joe Linton, and that would be obvious, not just language wise, but culture and everything else. And um, Interesting, fun, and um, let Bruno be everything he wants to be tonight, and then we'll take it from there. Absolutely. Um, just, just a thought, guys. Just slightly changing back to something that we were discussing earlier on with with Everton. That um, Derby have already been punished, and I think they had twelve points deducted. That's the usual thing with Everton. Would the Premier League follow the uh, the Football League in terms of uh, of the the same uh, punishment and de deduct twelve points from Everton? Because if they do, um, if if they were to do it now, Everton well, they're down, down man, aren't they? Down. Yeah, they they would go down to the bottom on ten points if they had twelve deducted. They'd be seven points behind Norwich, for heaven's sake, with um, uh, yeah, with um, thirteen games left to play. I, yep. What I found interesting, Mal, what I found interesting over the games that have happened in this last little spell is we were talking very early in the program at how Newcastle, under the cosh against Brighton, nonetheless dug out a terrific mm. result and got three points. In that time, in that same batch of time, the four bottom clubs all lost and defensively got coshed because we had uh, Norwich let in three at home to Brentford, Watford let in three at home to Arsenal, yes. Uh, Burnley let four in at home and Everton let five in at Spurs. So the bottom four all lost and got coshed defensively while mm. we got three points. That was a terrific weekend for us and perhaps we forget about that. That was tremendous weekend for us. And if we got anything tonight, uh, then there's a, that's a little further step. That gulf I honestly believe that Newcastle will not go down, but we've got to keep our foot on the accelerator. Because if we get sloppy and get poor results over the four away games and, and then finish up with the run-in that Malcolm was talking about last week when we play Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City and finish with Burnley, then we would be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, we've got to... Keep the boat going the way it is over these four games 
and then yeah. you've got Crystal Palace, etc. Yeah. And then we can go into the finish, not worried. Right. If if Newcastle were to aim at getting at saying right, let's not get beat. We might not win, but but let's let's be looking to get four points out of these next four games. Uh, um, and, and we could uh, well do, Malcolm. We could they could get, well do. Yeah, we could get three at Everton. And if well, we get absolutely. One, that's if we get that's one the thing, tonight, John. Yeah, there we are. You know. Yes. There we are. It is. It is more than Good. possible, especially the way the team is now. Because if this team had started the season, and with Eddie Howe in charge, we would be cruising mid-table now, or slightly above that. Mm. If yeah. this team had started the season with the new manager and the players we've got now and the spirit and the organisation and the belief, we wouldn't be in any sort of trouble whatsoever. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And, prediction, and, and, prediction for Sunday, lads. Oh, before we know tonight, you, you're, yeah, a yeah. Naughty, yeah, you're a naughty one, you Wraithy. You on. are a naughty one. Um, whew, 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 whew. Let's put it another way. I would take anything that was in our favour. I would take anything because my normal prediction would be this is the one we lose. This is yeah. the one we lose. Uh, the secret is for me, if that happens, if we do lose, and that still must remain a distinct probability, if we lose, it's how we lose. Let us lose. Mm. If we're going to lose, let us lose 2-1. 3-2, let us not do an Everton where it's 5-0 and then let's bounce back from it big time. Uh, it is about, and I've got every confidence in this side in this squad, I don't think we'll get ripped to pieces on Sunday. That's the first thing. We will not get ripped to pieces on Sunday. Might we get a draw? We might well. We don't know. We're second guessing. We don't know if Joe Linton will be fit. We don't know if some maximum will be fit, we don't know if we're going to get any injuries tonight. And we don't know how Chelsea are going to approach the game. We might find out after the way they approach the game against Norwich. But um, we could get something out of it. And I don't think we'll be humiliated. And if we're not, then every good one's going to end sometime. We are yeah. going to get beaten sometime between now and the end of the season. If it happens to be Chelsea, then that ain't so bad if we go to Everton and take them out. John, I, that's exactly the point that I was going to make. Yes, that uh, that I, I, it, we probably will get beat by Chelsea, um, but it's how you respond absolutely to that defeat in the next game, and and that's where. You, I mean, you, you go and Mal, look to get three points. If we if we drew at Chelsea and drew at Everton, you'd say, hey, not bad, not bad. Well, have we done well there or what? That's two mm. points. If yeah. we lose at Chelsea and you win at Everton, that's three points. Yeah, you can get three by winning, yeah. 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 Okay, prediction from you then, lads, for that. I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea. Yeah, I think we'll lose by a single goal, whether it's 1-0 or 2-1. Yeah, I think it'll be 2-0. OK, great stuff. Uh, just a quick reminder of the teams for tonight. Uh, Newcastle lineup like this. Dubravka, Kraft, Shaw, Byrne, Target. Shelby captains a team. Willock, uh, Bruno, Murphy, Fraser and Wood. And uh, Richie returns to the bench uh, today after his injury layoff. De Ball's on there. Longstaff, Gale. Uh, Almiron, Darlow, Dummett, Lascelles and Manquillo. And the Saints line up like this. Former Newcastle goalkeeper uh, is in Nets, uh, and that is Fraser Foster. Uh, then we've got Livramento, Benaric, Salesu, Walker-Peters, Rumayu, uh, James Ward-Prowse, Armstrong, Elianuzi, uh, Broja and Che Adams. And on the bench, of course, Familiar face in Armstrong, former Newcastle United player. Uh, let's hope he doesn't come back to haunt us tonight. Uh, so yeah, enjoy the game, so. folks. Uh, whether you're listening to the radio or whether you are uh, managing to watch it on a stream somewhere. And uh, once again, John and Malcolm, great to spend Thursday evening with you and look forward uh, to seeing you a little bit earlier next week because I'll be on my way to Everton. So uh, we'll probably do a, a 10 o'clock in the morning next week uh, if that's okay with you, lads. 
All right. Not a problem. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah, I think we'll that's okay. We'll get tonight, guys, and Sunday. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Let's go Take get them. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>